Sometimes when you preach the word of God, especially when people grab it, you guys, thank you, you can come for now. I just want to flow. You know, when, when people receive the word of God, you can, you can hear it in the atmosphere because there's always a hunger and an expectation. So who's expecting God to do something mightily for you today? So if you're expecting, you, you better help me preach this morning because, you know, I believe for three days of supernatural breakthroughs, I really do believe that in three days, God will turn everything upside down, inside out. Everything will be different. All right, let me tell you, I say that again. Uh, you know, you can, you can smell expectation. I'm trusting God that in the next three days, by tomorrow, it would be done for us. Something happened on the third day. Something happened on the third day. I said, something happened on the third day. Resurrection power. Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. So I'm declaring in the name of Jesus that God will turn things around for my good. He will turn things inside out, upside down. I will never be the same again. Whatever I'm asking for, He will do for me. I, I, I promise you that God will always back up people with faith. The lazy people will not receive from God. You have to, you have to put your faith in action this morning. Let me say it again. I said you need to put your faith in action this morning your miracle comes when you start to act by faith and not by sight when you understand who you are in god almighty come on you are the head and not the tail am i speaking to somebody this morning you're gonna have to act on the word of god and now i want to tell you or tell your neighbor the one that you like i'm about to go to the enemy's camp and take back everything that he stole from me come on tell somebody i'm about to go to the enemy's camp and take back everything that he stole from me i'm taking back my joy come on i'm taking back my finances i'm taking back my hope i'm taking back my health i'm taking back my business i'm taking back my marriage i'm coming for my children I'm coming for my children. I'm coming for my parents. I'm coming for my siblings. In Jesus' name. Do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? I'm coming for my children. I'm coming for my marriage. I'm coming for whatever the devil stole. I'm coming to the enemy's camp. And I'm taking back everything that the devil stole from me. Do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings in chapter 7. And we're going to read from verse 3. And uh, I want to I preach on this. I felt, I felt this heavily in my spirit last night. And I, I'm going I'm to preach on this. And I want to ask you, don't let the enemy come and steal your seed. Your word, the word that God gets, or gets, to, your, gets to your heart. Don't let the enemy steal it. The Bible says, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. If we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. Nothing more, nothing worse. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord. For the Lord. 
For the Lord thy God is with thee. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord hath caused. God is about to cause some confusion in the enemy's camp. For the Lord has caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of the chariots and the noise of horses. Now, just pause there. I'm just thinking about this. There's four leprous men that made up their minds and they said to one another, if you go to the city, there's famine there. In the famine, we're going to die. But look at us. Look at our condition. If we stay here, we die also. They say, so maybe let's go to the enemy's camp. Because it's not looking good back home. Back home, there's a famine. Staying here, feeling sorry for ourselves, we're going to die. But we've got an idea. Let's go to the enemy's camp. And maybe when we get to the enemy's camp, we might find favor there. If not, we can only die. Now, you hear me right now. If they go back home, they die. If they stay, they die. So what's the option? Maybe we go back to the enemy's camp. Maybe they give us favor. If not, well, we are where we started. We can only die. But the Bible says when the four leprous men, I like calling them four dead men walking. When the four dead men started walking, God caused something to happen in Syria. The Bible says the Syrian army heard a noise. Of chariots, of horses. In other words, they heard an army. Oh my God. Four dead men walking, and God says they have more faith than a whole city. While they walk, God allowed it to sound like an army invasion. I'm not speaking to everybody, I'm speaking to those who believe that the minute you get up, stop feeling sorry for yourself and start to move by faith, God shall cause a sound. Wow. Let me say that again. Maybe, maybe you'll get this. When you get out from your comfort zone and feeling sorry for yourself, and stop feeling defeated and know who you are in the Lord. God will cause you to favor. The reason why a lot of people, born again people of God, don't have their breakthrough and their victories is because they feel too insignificant. You feel, well, maybe it's not going to work. You know, there's a famine over there and there's the enemies over there. Whatever the enemy has stolen from you belongs to you. I said, whatever the devil stole from you belongs to you. But you have to decide if you stay here, you're going to die. When you go back, you're going to die. But it's time to walk into unknown territory and increase from the left to the right. Am I speaking to somebody? It's not going to happen for you while you sit and wait for the parade to go by. If God can cause four men to walk to, a, to an enemy's camp and release a sound that it sounds like... Let me tell you, my family, my, 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 my wife, myself, my kids, we are four. When we pray together, it sounds like an army invasion in the enemy's camp. I'm speaking to people. Get your four. Get your four together and say this morning in the name of Jesus, when we start to lift up our voices and start to march. Yes, Holy Spirit. Israel even complained. Moses, what now? Go speak to God. Moses comes to God. God says, Tell Israel, why are they complaining to me? 
Tell them to march. Tell them to move. Tell them to move forward. If Israel stayed, they would have missed. You don't get this. God says, why are you crying to me? Do what I tell you to do and march. You see, people, this is where the victory comes. When all odds is against you. They were busy dying. They say, we're going to die here. We're going to die back there. Maybe we die there, but if not, God can only cause us to prosper. God can only cause us to favor. God will do something behind the scenes for me when I start to move. I'm prophesying this to somebody in the name of Jesus. Your days for almost dying is over. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is time that you step into your God-given right and enlarge from the left to the right. I'm telling you right now, this story sounds like South Africa almost. There's a famine in the land. There's no hope for this nation except for God. But if you stay, you die. If you go back, you die. There's only one way out. And that's marching forward. Going back to the enemy's camp and say, I'm not here for the donkeys alone. Woo! I'm not just here for the hoofs. I'm coming back for all the cattle, for all the gold and all the silver. All the years that the locust has stolen is coming back to you. If you believe that, jump to your feet. Put those hands together and give Jesus praise in this place. Hallelujah. In the enemy's camp. I was four, now I'm five. I've got my mother-in-law, that's five. One, two, three, four. Five. Let me just check this. Dylan, Kaylee, Eileen, Vessel, mother-in-law, five. Five, okay, we're five, we're five. It's the crude. <laughs> my mother-in-law said to me, the day you get a brilliant idea is the day I die. I'm sitting... <laughs> then let me just say this. I think people are going to think I hate my mother-in-law. I love her. I, I love her. Okay, so don't get, don't get it mixed up. I've got, I, I, really, I do really have a great mother-in-law. No problems at all. She always takes my side. I'm always right. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's go on. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. It's not coming to everybody in this building. I believe that. I believe it's coming to those whose eyes is opening up this morning. And, and you know what? You say the devil has stolen. Who, who remembered last night? I said you have to get fed up with the devil. You have to come to a place where you're so fed up with the devil, throwing you back and forth, telling you no when he wants to say no, taking your joy, taking your family, taking your children. How many of you are fed up? You have it up to here. So when you, are, when you get fed up, you make up your mind and you say, if we stay here, nothing's going to happen. But God, but God is about to cause you to hear the favor from heaven. Let's go on and read this. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noises of a, of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact. Their tents, 
their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. By the way, these are only four men. <laughs> I said, these are only four men. And the whole city departed. Shout hallelujah. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and they ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. I said, this day is a day of good news. And we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. I want you to stop there. The Bible says, four leprous men walked towards the enemy's camp. The Bible says on the way, there was a sound. The army of Syria heard loud thunderings. Chariots, horses, what did they hear? War. The four leprous men came into the city. The only thing they heard was crick, crick, crick. Imagine to the four leprous men, it sounds like crickets. To the, to the army, it sounds like war. That, I call that confusion. Let me say that again. I, say, I call that confusion. I have these words on my lips for weeks that God is about to turn it around for you that your enemy will throw in the towel and say, I'm confused. I don't know what's happening right now. This is why I want to tell people, don't let the devil hear that he's got your children. Don't let the devil hear that you are sick, broken, and defeated. You must cause confusion in the enemy's camp. You better, oh my God, you get a... Get your words ready. Declare the word of God so that Satan says, I'm confused. You were supposed to be dead, but look at this guy. He's breathing. This is why Paul says, pray in all occasions in the spirit. That when you pray in the spirit, no devil in hell knows what you're saying. Lay your hands on that husband of yours. Pray in the spirit. Allow the Holy Ghost to mend that marriage. Come on, pray over photos for your kids in tongues. And the devil has no right. I'm telling this in the name of Jesus Christ. Let every demon in hell hear me. Satan must release what he took illegally. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For we are a people that will go back to the enemy's camp. And take back everything. Everything that he stole from us. I see a couple of people. You're happy just getting back to hoofs. Some of you just happy getting back to donkeys. But I'm telling you, whatever he stole, the Bible says, when the enemy has been caught out, he must repay sevenfold. I'm telling this in the name of Jesus. This last two years of COVID, the devil must repay sevenfold in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For this is a day of good news. I said, this is a day of good news. This is a day of good news. I'm coming for the donkeys, for the camels. I'm coming for the silver and for the gold. No more famine. We come on, we rebuke famine in the name of Jesus. It took four men. When they got there, they were so blessed. They said, you know what? It's not right that we keep it for ourselves. Let's go back and bless this whole nation. 
God can use your situation right now. To bless you so much that your family's family's family. <laughs> I said that your family's family. One minute they cry out, famine. The next you are overflowing. Let's skip that one. Let's go to the next verse. And they went after them to the Jordan. Now, I, I love this. This is verse 15. This is later in Scripture. It says, they went after them to the Jordan. And indeed, all the road was full of garments and weapons, which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Now, imagine this. The enemy is running away so quickly. On their way, they said, we have to get away quicker. Let's take the blessing. <laughs> Throw it away. Now, this is the thing that I believe God told me. When he's done with the enemy, Satan will not be able to keep anything. Even in his running away, he must drop down everything. Because when God restores you, God doesn't just give you back. God doesn't just give you back parts and pieces. When God blesses you, He blesses you to the overflow. Now, I want to say this right. I want to say this to people, that God wants to bless you so much that people will look at you and say, if it wasn't for God, it's impossible. You can't have what you have unless God is in it. How many of you believe that this morning? So why are you still sitting and wondering what you are you supposed to do next? There's so many people standing at the crossroad and you wonder, where should I go? Should I go back into the famine? Should I stay? Well, maybe, maybe I'm just small and insignificant. Maybe I'm the weakest of the clan. I'm telling you, by the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, it's time to get up and walk towards the enemy's camp and say, I'm here to take back everything. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Take back everything. So the Syrians, the word Syrian means exalted one. So the Syrians was, they were okay. And Israel suffering. And the Bible says famine. Every time there's a famine, there's a shift of power. Always see the sign of famine. It means that there's a shift of power coming. There was a famine in Israel, but God says, this is not with ends, there will be a shift of power. I declare this in Jesus' name, that there's coming a shift of power over your emotional life, <laughs> over your physical body, over your finances, there's a shift of power. For the God of Israel is about to step in and say, it is finished. I'm telling you, Lord, I don't know where to go. March. March. When you go wholeheartedly after what the enemy stole from you, you don't have to have much. You better hear me right now. The four dead men walking, they were supposed to die. The minute they got up, God says, I'm causing you to favor. You didn't catch that one. I'm causing you to favor. You don't have to do anything but get up. And start declaring the word of God. Now, so they literally went to the enemy's camp. This morning, you have to get yourself up. Get yourself into that position where you know that you're not too broken, not too defeated, not too hurt, not too broke. If you're going to get yourself in faith and start moving forward, God will cause you to favor. 
I'm telling this to people. The reason why you don't have that promotion yet is because you're still sitting. Well, I'm not qualified. God didn't ask you. We don't have the right equipment. This is not what God asked you. Do you believe that God can cause your enemy so much confusion that it's impossible to deny him? Come on, isn't it time that, that, you, that you believe what God's word says? When the enemy has been caught out, he must repay sevenfold. But how many of you understand that God gave Job double for his trouble? I'm not just interested in getting back glimpses. You know, your Pharaoh said, go, but you leave the gold and leave the silver. And God says, no way, Moses. You tell him there's one way out. I'm not leaving one hoof behind. People is happy. Oh, just give me a little bit of joy. That's what God says. God says, I want to give you joy to the overflow. That you, that you have so much joy that your whole neighborhood has been hit with joy. I want to prosper you so much that everybody's prospered. Hallelujah. Have you noticed what God said to Abraham? I'm going to bless you to be a what? A blessing. God doesn't just bless you so that you can live. He blesses you to be a blessing. Hallelujah. God heals you so much that you can overflow healing. Come on, I want to speak this to somebody. You're just happy with, you know, just one day of gladness while God says, I've got a whole year of abundance. Woo! Of abundance! But Christians don't understand their right. Lord, I'm not qualified. That's what God says. Get up. I'll show you how quickly I can qualify the disqualified. I can, come on, how quickly I protect the rejected ones. How quickly I pull them to myself and show the world that I am their God. That's what God wants to do in this final hour. People, I know there's a lot of fear going on, but I'm telling you what God's going to do. God is going to give us favor. <laughs> I said God is going to give us favor. I'm telling you, this is the hour. They're going to say, Mr. Pete Pompis, no. I don't know why, but yes. Yes. Oh, you don't believe it. Well, I take it to myself. You know, no, any blessing that you don't want, I'll take it. I'll eat it. I'll drink it. I'll use it. I'll put it in my savings. Maybe you hear me. If you're the blessing that you don't know what, I'll take it. I'm not just here preaching another word. I heard from God last night, speaking to me this word, and says it's time that His people take up the authority through the blood of the Lamb and say, I'm coming to the enemy's camp. I'm taking back everything. I'm asking this question. Will you allow the devil to pull your children to the clutches of hell? Will you allow the devil to take your marriage and just rip it apart? So what are you going to do? Are you going to allow the devil to tell you no after God said yes? Are you going to allow the devil to keep you sick while Jesus said by my stripes you are healed? Are you going to allow the devil to keep you broke while God says he's the God of more than enough? Come on, I'm asking you that question. How long will you still sit and allow the devil to attack and to steal and to kill and to destroy? It's time through the authority of the blood of Jesus that you go back to the enemy's camp and say, I'm not here for cookies and coffee. I'm here taking back everything that you stole in Jesus' name. Not asking how God's going to do it. You just do what I'm telling you to do. God will cause confusion. 
in the enemy's camp. We are living in the hour of the supernatural where they will put a gun next to your head and pull the trigger and nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. I said nothing will happen. We are living in the hour where they will put you in jail, where they hear the songs and the praises of God's people, that they will fall on their knees and say, what must I do to be saved? We are living in a miraculous, the hour of the impossible. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are living in the hour where you don't have to worry what your background is and what you have up behind your name. We are living in the hour where God is going to cause favor on the multitudes of people who trust the name of the Lord. Come on, though the devil tries to slay me, I will trust in the Lord my God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to preach your way out of stuff. Sometimes I have, you know how many times I preach my way out? I'm coming back to the devil's camp. I said, I'm going back to the enemy's camp. And God will cause me to see his favor and to see his hand. Hallelujah. Four dead men walking. Sounds like crickets. But God says confusion is hitting the enemy from the left to the right. I'm telling you, these are four men that were stuck in a place of death and havoc. But you know what God says? When God took them to the to the place of promise they were increased God blessed them left right God blessed them so much I know people are going to think this guy has lost its marbles but hear me when God is done with you (laughs) (laughs) when God is (laughs) when God is done with you Even your enemies will come. Somebody somebody needs to get this in the spirit. The enemy is not running away with a teaspoon. Everything that's yours is falling on the road for you to go back and recollect and say thank you. I want to say this until it's revelation. Until it gets, that's the only yes in your heart right now, is God is about to restore it for you. God is about to restore it for you. God is about to turn it around for you. Come, where's the four dead men walking? That God is about to turn it around for your, for your good and for your favor. Come on, God will cause confusion in the enemy's camp. Come on, do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? I want to say this to somebody that radical faith reaps radical rewards. You have to be radical. Funny enough, the better option for the four dead men walking was to return to the home. When they got to the home, they were among their own. They would have been shunned back. Okay, number two, stay where you are and just die. The worst thing in the natural to do is go to the enemy's camp without a backing. In other words, there was no backup plan. There was no plan B. There was no savings account. Oh, you don't get this. No plans. No plans. Hear me. 
The gate was a place. The Bible says they were standing outside the gate. The gate was a, was a place where the seasons was made. Kings decided there, are we going to make war or not? The gate is a place where you have to make up your mind. It's a place of decision making. Why does God say this? Because these people sitting here today, you are at a place of decision making. I said, you are at a place of decision making. And you better ask yourself the question, what does God want me to do? The minute, I, I can just imagine four of them, one had the word of God. One felt faith of God come upon him and say, guys, let's wake up. Nothing is going to happen for us while we sit here. It's funny how God takes you to the unknown to bless you. Oh, and so I, I, I'm just going to say what the Holy Spirit says. Many times when God blesses you, He asks you to leave your comfort. Because I promise you, the only comfort that God wants you to have is in Him. That's what God does. The comfort is staying where you are, going back. That's not what God said. Go to the enemy's camp. Go to a place of untrodden ground. Go to a place where the enemy is. You better face that enemy head on. People of God, this is what David did. David didn't run backwards. He ran towards Goliath. Hallelujah. His comfort zone was behind Saul, the, the tallest guy. I can imagine Saul was be hiding behind David. And the only thing that Goliath said the whole day, how big he is, how wonderful he is, how great he is, how strong he is. And here's old David. That met with God. And the only thing that he was saying is how great God is. I serve a big God. Come on, I serve a big God. I serve a wonderful, miracle-working God. It's time for decision-making. But I decide for myself, I'm going to the enemy's camp. I'm taking back everything that the devil stole. Come on, who needs joy in their hearts this morning? Come on, the joy of the Lord. You know when you have, you know when you have the joy of the Lord? When turmoil strikes. And there's a joy. When calamity strikes, there's a joy. When the bank knocks on your, on your door and take back your car. Thank you, Jesus. Why thank you, Jesus, in a time of calamity? Because now he's going to give me something better. Oh, they're coming for your house. Oh, hallelujah. There's a joy. They say you're going to lose your job, and there's a joy unspeakable and full of glory because you found your joy in the Lord. I can tell people quickly where the joy is when, when trouble comes. They said, I'm going to lose my job. They say, we're going to close down. What am I going to do? Well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. At His right hand, there's places forevermore. Come on, I'm declaring joy unspeakable. It's coming to you in your household. It's coming to your dogs. It's coming to your cats. It's coming, it's coming to your canary. It's coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, as I declare this, I believe God's joy is coming on people right now. 
If you sit here and you think about something else, listen to me. You, you waste your time here. Run while the door is open. I'm speaking to people who's hungry for God's word, who says, I need the joy of the Lord back in my life. I need His strength. I need His ability. How many of you know where you are right now in your life is not where God wants you? Lift your hand. So why aren't you marching? Because comfort says they're going to think you're crazy. I would rather be part of the four crazy bunch that God can bless to the overflow. You know, this is the thing about us. I, I want to finish off of this. When, when Jesus walked on the water, the disciples thought that Peter was nuts. If this be you, let me walk. Peter got out of the boat. By the way, Jesus didn't say, Hear me right now, when everybody was in the boat, they're going to die. So, something strange happens. They're on Galilee. On Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, it almost never storms. You never hear about a storm in Galilee. That night, Jesus sat on a mountain praying, overlooking the Sea of Galilee, because Galilee is surrounded with mountains. Standing on a mountain overlooking the Sea of Galilee, there's, another, there's more ships on the water, and Jesus knows exactly who's his own. In the middle of the night, no ESCOM, no city power. He knows his own on the water. Think about that. You want to tell me Jesus does not know when you go for storms? He knows his own. Even before you cry out, he knows, he knows. So he was walking on the water. These fishermen got very, very, very afraid. The first thing they cried out is, it's a ghost. Funny enough, when God sends breakthrough. <laughs> All right, let me go a deeper. Funny enough, when God sends you a miracle, it can't be God. Definitely not the Lord. Come on, don't shout me down now. That's what happens. God sends breakthrough. Here he walks on the water. It's a ghost. Ain't no ghost, it's the Holy Ghost. Lord, if it's you, permit me to come. Jesus didn't say, Peter, come. He said, come. An open invitation to anybody and everyone who says, I want to be part of the crazy bunch. Now, you have to understand there was a lot of personalities in that boat. Judas was there. Thomas was there. Jeez. I can just imagine. <laughs> so here's Peter walking on the water, looking to Jesus. He walks. I can hear the crazy bunch in the boat. Get back. You're going to die. <laughs> I can imagine that. But he walked. And when he started looking at the waves, he started sinking. Jesus was there to help him out. But it, it took one guy to say that I'm going to defy the laws of nature. I'm going to be the one that will believe God's word. I will be the one that gets out of my comfort zone. You know, you know, some people have more faith in that boat to keep you on the water than you have Jesus Christ keeping you. Think about that. He walked on the water. The water didn't keep him. He kept the water. Did you hear me? The water didn't keep Jesus. Jesus kept the water. I, I noticed when everybody came into this building, you sat on that chair. Nobody was looking at the chair. Nobody was looking at the legs to see if it's going to hold you. Quickly stand up, please.
and go sit down. That's what people do. You have so much faith in that chair. That's faith. Okay. You have faith. You just don't know it. I'm here telling you that the faith that you have by coming in and just sitting, I want to divert it into, to, into a someone. His name is Jesus Christ. The same way you can just sit on that chair and believing that that chair can keep you and can hold you. I'm telling you that Jesus Christ can hold you. He can keep you. He will not let you go. The same way you sat is the way that you have to approach that enemy's camp. Look at that. Everybody sits again. Nobody's checking. Don't tell me you don't have faith. You have faith, but you lack the knowledge of how to use that faith in the right direction. The same way you trust that chair, you can trust Jesus Christ. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, you are coming out stronger than you've entered in. You are coming out as the head. You are coming out of your possessions. Come on, those who have lost finances, I'm declaring in Jesus' name, poverty stops now. Lack stops now. Businesses will increase supernaturally now in Jesus' name. Joy is coming back. Come on, I want you to jump to your feet quickly. I want you to shout like you believe that the victory is already yours. Can I ask our team to come up here? Come on. Victory is ours. There's a shift in power. Oh, there's a shift in power. There's a shift in power. Come on, tell somebody this is shifting power. The devil can't have you. The devil can't have your joy. Don't wait for anybody else to say to you, it's time. Make up your mind now. It's time to go to the enemy's camp, take back everything. Listen to me, I, I feel so moved to say this. God has promises for us. I'm speaking for myself. He gave me promises. He gave me prophetic words. And I'm waiting for it to come to pass. But let me tell you, I'm no longer waiting. Because faith is not future, faith is now. I said faith is now. I am going to step into the promises of God before Jesus returns. I'm not going to be the one that waits for it to drop from heaven. I'm the one that's going to accumulate it by faith. I'm going to appropriate it by faith. In the name of Jesus. Am I the only one? I'm asking you again, who had a word from God? I'm not going to wait for it. I said, I'm not going to wait for it. If you sit, you die. If you go back, you die. Maybe you will find favor. I said, maybe you will find favor. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, happiness, joy is medicine to the soul. Get the joy of the Lord back. Oh, every promise of the word is mine. Every promise of the word is mine. Every promise of the word is mine.